Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Marketplace Risk Advisory Board Chair, Al Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at marketplacerisk.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Elf. Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I am joined by Alexandra Koptyayeva, who is currently the Trust and Safety Lead at Heyday, and she's also a brand new member of the Marketplace Risk Advisory Board. Welcome, Alexandra. Um, thank you. Happy to be here. And <laughs> thank you for your patience with my pronunciation of your surname, which I've been practicing for the last few minutes. Um, and I'm not sure I got it 100% wrong. And excuse my hesitation. And also my hesitation around your job title, because I know that your main project at the moment is Trust and Safety Lead at Heyday. And I know that you also work on other trust and safety projects, which I'm sure that people can hear about and find out about if they connect with you on on LinkedIn. But today we are going to be focusing on your work at Heyday. And first of all, really, what is Heyday? Tell me a bit about it. Sure. So Heyday is going to be a new social media app. And I'm saying like going to be because we are right now on the alpha stage. And we are about to transition to beta and start having our first users who already registered. But anyway, it's a new social media app that has features of private messaging and groups or channels that the users can join or create based on their personal interests. So the idea behind it is that once a user joins the app, they can choose from the group of the interests that they will be uh, dis- that they will get on the screen. And after that, they will get a list of groups. And if they like any, then they can join them. But if they don't, then yeah, they can create another mm-hmm. one. So is it similar to Mastodon? I don't know a lot about Mastodon, but I do know that people were starting to migrate to it in their droves when um, things were, were getting tricky with Twitter a, a few weeks ago, a few couple of months ago. I didn't join myself, but I did look at it and it did seem to be organized by interest groups is it similar to that uh probably to be honest like i also have never joined mastodon so no. i'm very not sure yeah um but i think yeah if you imagine tiktok or discord or probably facebook as well um then it might be something similar mm-hmm. and i mean the world of social media is really interesting because you know something can become popular and then become unpopular really in the in the blink of an eye and we've seen that happening with you know the likes of myspace um back a while ago facebook seems to be you know still hanging in there but not as popular i think with the younger generations how do you see this changing landscape do you think some of the social media platforms that people are using today uh, you know, are kind of running out of time because the most popular ones feel like they've been around for a while. And do you think it's, you know, time for a shift? Um, I would say in a way, definitely, um, because it feels like right now they, I guess, like younger generation has higher demands and higher expectations from the apps. 
And I think like when it comes to the user community in general, um, the expectations are that the app is safe and can be trusted so that once they are there, their experience is kind of protected from any harm, including, you know, like fake accounts or scamming. So yeah, yeah it feels yeah. like compared to previous years, um, this year, um, a huge focus is on safety. Yeah, so so much so. And I think that, you know, when social media sort of began and, and the likes of MySpace sprung up, it, it really, you know, it wasn't even a, a it didn't pop into our heads that it could be somewhere that was unsafe so it shows that you know during you know these couple of decades really only of social media that trust and safety has come become a priority rather than just a, a kind of nice to have would you agree um yeah definitely and I was actually thinking like um a few years back how when I was in high school I would use Facebook and the Russian Facebook and I'll be sending the friend requests, uh, like it will sound very bad right now, but I'll be sending friend requests like to random people and it was very easy to connect. Uh, now there's a question like, who are these people? You know, do I trust uh, that this account belongs to the person that I see on the profile picture or is it mm-hmm. someone else? Mm-hmm. And back then, like it never would even cross my mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, social media, we we obviously you know we we have a, a broad um, scope when it comes to marketplace risk in our community and we but we do work with a lot of peer to peer marketplaces with social media platforms. There's a huge amount of crossover, but I feel like that crossover is growing because you know whereas marketplaces used to be really just a sort of transactional site what we're seeing now with this sort of marketplace you know 3.0 we're getting these inbuilt communities and ecosystems that in a way mirror social media platforms do you think that people are going to start using mark um their marketplaces as somewhere to interact and that social media platforms just in their own right will you know maybe start to become a thing of the past or is that you know is that is that a a, a silly theory um no i mean it's a very interesting one definitely um i guess like for me working for social media is a bit scary to think about it uh, right now um but it definitely might be the thing because i do see how some apps are embedding the messaging feature mm-hmm. and many other ones in them. So it feels like right now, lots of applications that currently exist on the market have either quite a similar role as a social media apps per se, or they try to offer more and more functionality to the end user. Yeah, yeah, no, it's interesting times, I think, especially, you know, as these, these ecosystem style marketplaces start to start to grow so but let's get on to trust and safety so first of all i mean you know social media we're all familiar with with bad behavior on social media platforms now especially having sort of seen what's happened over the last two or three years on all of the big platforms what would you say is the best way to deal with bad behavior is it a case of telling people off like you know like kids in a classroom when they behave badly or is it about a platform's responsibility to encourage better behavior, or maybe it's a bit of both. Um, I know that's quite a broad question, but in terms of what you're creating at Heyday, 
what what's your focus punishment or um you know encouragement of of good practice um yeah that's a great question i mean i think first of all like there should be a balance when it comes to moderation versus over moderation and censorship and the question is what is the role what is the role of the platform in the case of user communication and what the platform can tell the user to do or not to do. So at Heyday, I'm coming from the perspective of safety by design first, and then of course, user safety, meaning that I want to create the community of trust when the users using the application know that they don't have the exposure to scams, to fake accounts. We will try to minimize the bullying through the platform or so, uh, sexual harassment and stuff like that. So I think in general, my idea is apart from focusing heavily on the policies and their enforcement to explain to the community from the very beginning that we are building the app all together and we want everyone to have a positive experience. And this experience will be coming from the members of the community. So I don't believe in the very strict enforcement rules um, because I think it's important to mention that we are currently focusing on the 18 plus users, meaning that they should have more, I guess, like options and actions available to them. Meaning that if they want to curse, of course, it's fine to do that as long as they don't offend or harass or threaten anyone by doing that. But then in parallel with that, I could also foresee that we might have some minors trying to join the platform, pretending that they are 18 plus. And for that, we will also have some policies in place. And I do want to make sure that if the minors do join, then they have some protection in place. So they won't be exposed to grooming and they won't have to face any negative behavior against them. So I think like what I'm describing right now, like it might sound very challenging to accomplish. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll definitely try our best. Yeah. I mean, the idea that you would have a, a social media platform that was open to minors, um, you know, would that be a really tough job? Um, could, I mean, have you worked on a, a social platform like that before because I mean obviously with Heyday you're talking about 18 plus but you know that must be a really tricky role to take on. Um, yeah actually in my previous role also in trust and safety uh, the platform was focusing on minors and there were mainly minors um, on the platform starting from 13 years old and of course when it comes to trust and safety um, there are different policies created for them um, First, to make sure that they are not interacting with the 18 plus users and that they don't see the content that is meant for the 18 plus community. Um, so I'm thinking about that because at Heyday, we might also consider opening the platform uh, for minors, uh, probably towards Q2. So I'm currently um, you know, exploring right. all the risks yeah. So you're immersed in that at the moment. Wow. Um, amazing. And, you know, a challenge, but certainly, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear more about how that, 
that evolves. So back to moderating content, how does that work when it comes to the privacy of users? Because surely looking at and checking over and I don't know, maybe sort of uh, screen grabbing or all sorts of things that you might need to do when you're moderating content. Is there a danger that you're sort of breaching the privacy of the users on the platform? And how how does that work and how do you balance that? Um, so first, I think like it starts uh, with the legal regulations around the social media space and what can and cannot be monitored. And um, actually, it's very interesting, but I think like most of the platforms they do have some mechanism in place to detect a potentially harmful or dangerous behavior. And according to the terms of service and privacy policy, the platform can do that if it believes that a user, like the end user might be in danger. So I'm talking about some time sensitive cases, for example, as possible suicidal user, depressed user, or grooming, uh, CSAM, uh, bullying, and like these kind of things. Um, so obviously like we're not going to sit as content moderators and check every single message that the users are sending to each other. But at the same time, right now, I do think that there are lots of algorithms and mechanisms in place that can detect, um, a possible dangerous behavior based on keywords, based on the NLP and image recognition, like you name it, like there are quite a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like my main idea is that um, not only are the users safe and protected, but they also are not, I guess, like threatened or harassed and are not exposed to um, the possible dangers. Um, so yeah, yeah, so there's a balance, really. Yeah, definitely, because I think like it also kind of touches upon the question about censorship and over moderation. Yeah. And I don't think that at least like in my role, I would want to be in place of telling the users how to behave or like how to communicate with each other. Um, because I want everyone to have fun. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, of course, in the back of my mind, I have all these questions in place that, okay, what are the possible, you know, like dangerous scenarios? What can go wrong? Mm-hmm. And my role is try to predict and prevent these sort of things. Yeah. And how much does what you have seen happen out there on other platforms, other social media platforms, how much does that inform how you are evolving the, um, you know, the trust and safety policies at, at Heyday? What have you learned from platforms like Twitter and you know what 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 learnings are they really what are you taking forward because you know I suppose that not long ago it, it it was all new wasn't it so there was a lot of learning to do but the, so much has happened in social media and, and in terms of of content and you know freedom of speech versus you know it's it's such a you know, it's it's a landscape that you could must have taken quite a lot from in in terms of how you're going to carry things forward. Yeah, definitely. And actually, like when I started, for example, in 2018, I was working on the Facebook project, and there one of the policies in place was regarding nudity. And definitely, like there was the difference between male and female users. 
um, not even touching LGBTQ community, but there were certain things in place. And right now, for example, the past few months, I think like Meta was talking about free the nipple movement and how they're going to allow women um, to take pictures with the exposed breasts and post them on the platform. So for me, that's a huge pro- uh, progress. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I think like when I came to Heyday, um, because I'm very personally like, very passionate about child safety, mm-hmm. that was something and is something that is constantly in my head as to how I can make the platform safe for minors if they join. Um, otherwise, like the, the behavior that I was exposed to before, it was, I guess, like literally everything starting from CSAM and grooming um, and moving to prostitution, propositioning, nudity and all the types of behaviors that you can see on social media and I guess like don't want to see. Um, But I guess like seeing all that um, in different platforms made me think as to what I want and don't want to enforce on Heyday. And it definitely comes also from the mission and the vision of our platform is, you know, like what kind of behavior we want to tolerate Mm-hmm. And where is the borderline and where is the line that, you know, the user might potentially cross? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like Heyday has, you know, it's, it's you know, really working to make this platform a, you know, a, a good place. And that certainly seems to be tied up with what, you know, your motivations as well, personally. It's a difficult question to ask, but... How do you balance that in your head with some of the things that you might sort of see, these tricky parts that we're talking about? How do you shut off from that, I suppose, when you're not at work? And also, how does it affect how you see the world? Does it make you feel that, you know, there's a lot of bad people out there or does doing your job and trying to make a, a, a you know, a, a safer platform like hey Dave make you feel like you're doing your part or you know does it sometimes feel like you want to sort of lose faith in in humankind um yeah that's a very tough question so I think um to start I would say that I do admire heyday in general um for the fact that they brought trust and safety from the very very early stages because I've been working with the company since September and now we're already in February, and we're just about to transition to better. But throughout this month, um, it was an enormous amount of work done in the field of trust and safety for us, because we are constantly talking about how we can, let's say, release certain features without harming anyone on the platform in the future. So for me, it's very important to see that the company is thinking and is considering possible threats and wants to have something in place from the very, very, very beginning. Um, otherwise, like I think when it comes to my offline life, um, when I started in trust and safety, I would say it was more challenging for me to balance my work and life, um, simply because in some cases when I was about to start my job or if I would see something on the screen, it would definitely affect me and trigger me to the point that I would start having insomnia, um, I would feel anxiety, I wouldn't be able to focus on anything um, and stuff like that. Otherwise, right now, I do think that after several years, 
I've got used to what I see on the screen and I've learned how in a way not to react or not to overreact. And also, I guess like it's important to remind myself and the moderators that are working there is that what they see on the screen when it comes to the bad content, it's not 100% of the behavior that is happening on the platform. Mm. They are mainly exposed to the bad content. Um, but of course, like there is 99% of the good users out there. Um, but because our role is to catch the bad ones, yeah. we mainly see the bad ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in the real life, I think like, for example, when I was working in Greece, um, in the content moderation field, uh, I used to volunteer a lot after my work. And I used to help the NGO that was preparing the food for homeless people in Athens. Um, so we would, we would cook, cook together, we would play games with them, we would communicate with them, um, socialize, and then give them the food, like a hot meal every couple of days per week. Um, so I guess like it kind of helped me to, you know, like keep my faith in the humanity and for like in the good people out there. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's all, I suppose it's a balance, isn't it? And as you say, just sort of, you know, reminding yourself that this is a small proportion and, and although you might be immersed in it, um, there's a lot of people out there who are using these platforms for, you know, good. And, and, um, that's, that's the majority, isn't it? Um, and just being able to, to get it into perspective like that. Um, yeah. I do really admire what you're doing. It's, um, it's amazing. So, so what can we expect to see from from Heyday and or even from any other projects you're working on? Because obviously you've just joined the Marketplace Risk Advisory Board, and we're looking forward to seeing you at um, some in person events and and having you as part of the the community. What what can people expect to see from Heyday and from from your work in in the next year in in twenty twenty three? Um. Yeah, I think like my current role as a trust and safety lead is kind of like the accumulation of all the experience that I have uh, from working in different companies or managing different companies before. And it's very interesting for me to see how my knowledge can be used in multiple fields of trust and safety. So moving forward, I am hoping first that our app will be launched uh, officially and released to, I guess, like all the users that are out there waiting for us to do that. And let's see what it brings us when it comes to trust and safety. And I think like it would be a good way to test what we already have in place and what we have prepared. Um, but also on the personal level, for me, currently being member of um, the Marketplace Risk Advisory Board of different trust and safety collectives, um, is also, I guess, like a way to move forward and to learn even more when it comes to trust and safety. So I'm myself very curious to see um, what 2023 will bring me. And I'm truly hoping to start traveling around so I can see everyone in person um, yeah. doing different events in trust and safety. That would be great. And uh, if anyone wants to you know, connect with you, they can you know, find you on LinkedIn. I know you're quite active there and or, you know, contact you through the Marketplace Risk Advisory Board, which is obviously part of our 
our website as well. So, um, you know, it's been fascinating to talk to you, Alexandra. I really feel we could chat for ages, and I think you're doing such a such an incredible job. It's um, it's really really fascinating. So we wish you all the best of luck with Heyday and and other projects, and look forward to to having you um, involved in in more events as the year progresses. Definitely. Thank you so much. It was really nice talking to you today. Thanks, Alexandra. Thank you for tuning into the Platform Podcast. Be sure to check us out at marketplacerisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch, grow, and succeed. And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events, and more.